Oh boy. 2022 MLB Top 50 Players is here on Century 17. I gotta give credit where credit is due. This video is 100% inspired by Giraffe Neck Mark. His link will be in the description. With that being said, 2021 was a massive season for MLB, and hopefully the lockout ends so we can have a full 2022 season. With that being said, there are 50 players to me that stand out from the last not just this year, but also their whole careers that they're showing us they are one of the best in the whole game. So here's my list of the top 50 players in the MLB right now. Real quick, I'd like to go over a couple of snubs that I think are from this list. One being Pete Alonzo. Uh, I'm going to get to why he's not on this list soon. Another being Corey Seager, and uh, I have something to say about that one. He's a top 50 player in the MLB. I just had no idea where to put him. I mean, mid-20s makes sense, but, like, there were so many other players. It's like I couldn't just bump any someone down. I kind of, like, had to find a perfect spot for him, and I couldn't. He's an honorable mention. He's, like, 27 of 51. I think that's pretty much all the snubs I have on this list, but I do want to say, go follow me on all my social medias at Century17 or Century17YT. Go join the Discord and the subreddit as well, linked in the description. Also, leave your comments. I want to know what you think about my top 50 MLB players ranking. Also, leave a like on this video and subscribe. It would really help me out a lot. At the end of this video, I want to go over the future of this channel, what the schedule is going to look like as of the February 1st of 2022. So I do want you guys to stay around for that because there's going to be a ton of content coming out on this channel, other channels, the website, and Twitch as well. But with that being said, let's go into the top 50 players for the MLB. Starting off with the number 50 spot, we have Marcus Stroman of formerly the New York Mets, now the Chicago Cubs. Marcus Stroman went 10 and 13. Don't let the record fool you. He had a 3.02 ERA and a 1.145 whip on the season. At number 49, I have Kevin Gosman of formerly the San Francisco Giants and now the Toronto Blue Jays. Gosman, what a year, man. 14-6. and six, He had 2.81 ERA, a 1.042 whip. Absolute beast. He's shown us two years in a row that he is worthy of getting that big contract that the Toronto Blue Jays ended up handing to him. Number 48 spot, we have one of the more dominant guys from this year. Number two in the NL Cy Young voting, we have Zach Wheeler of the Philadelphia Phillies. Arguably could be way higher on this list because of the year that he had. 14-10, and 10, don't let the record confuse you. He had a 2.74 ERA. 1.01 whip and 247 Ks, which is the most in the NL, second most in all of MLB, only to Robbie Ray. At the number 47 spot, I have Julio Urias of the Los Angeles Dodgers. 20 wins on one season is something to say about your pitching, man. 20 and 3 was his record. 2.96 ERA, 1.108 whip for Julio Urias. Absolute monster. At the number 46 spot, I have Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Guardians. Shane Bieber, we know he was coming off of that Cy Young year from 2020 in the shortened season, which, yeah, you could say, eh, doesn't really count. Shane Bieber, he still was dominant, but he did not have as good of a year as he did last year. I mean, you look at the numbers, 7-4, 3.17 ERA, 1.210 whip. Not bad by any means, well above average, but just not what we're used to seeing for Shane Bieber after his Cy Young year from last year. At the number 45 spot, I'm going to take some heat for this one. I've got Reese Hoskins of the Philadelphia Phillies. If we look at the numbers, he hit 245, he had a 334 on base, 530 slugging, 864 OPS, 27 home runs, 71 RBIs, and 107 games. And some weird stat about his progression and how he would have actually hit 45 home runs and like 120 RBIs based on his progression and how much better his swing was doing, like ex-WOBA and all that kind of stuff. His OPS plus was 121. I mean, dude, he was absolutely ridiculous. He was great. How can you not say that he's one of the best players in all of MLB? Him over Pete Alonso, here's why. He had like pretty much the same numbers just in a shortened amount of time to Pete Alonso, who did not hit as many home runs, I don't think. Maybe hit like a couple more, but Reese Hoskins, I think, is better than Pete Alonso. And um, a little bit of bias, but it's just that's just my opinion. 
one Philly to another. Number 44, I have JT Realmuto of the Philadelphia Phillies, the catcher. Best catcher in the game. Maybe you could say, make a case, Yasmani Grandal is better. I still think JT is better, and here's why. He's a specimen, man. I mean, that dude, he is a catcher, and he's one of the most athletic players in all the MLB. I think he's 97th percentile in sprint speed. Like, what? JT Realmuto, absolute beast. Well worth the money that he's getting paid. Well, let's look at the stats. 263 with a 343 on base, 439 slugging, 782 OPS, 17 home runs, 73 RBIs. So it was a little bit of a down year for him in the OPS department. The batting average was pretty much around where you expect him to be, maybe a little bit lower. On base percentage, you might want him to walk a little bit more, and he didn't slug a ton. He was like less than 500, I believe. 439, yeah, so less than 500. But JT Romuto still had a pretty solid year. I give him the nod. Number 43. Uh-oh, this is going to be a really controversial one. I've got Byron Buxton. The uh, reason I don't have him higher on this list is because he cannot stay healthy at all whatsoever. Okay, Byron Buxton, he's an absolute stud. He's well worth $100 million. If he plays a full season, he'll probably be a top 20 players. In 252 at-bats, he had 304 with 358 on base, so he did not walk at all. 647 slugging percentage, 951 OPS, 19 home runs, 32. RBIs. If you can put 19 home runs on the board in 252 plate appearances, you are something special. He would have hit probably 50 this year. I think that's what the expected would be. All right, at number 42, I've got George Springer of the Toronto Blue Jays. Springer's a beast, man, but he just cannot stay healthy completely for the life of him. Springer in 299 at-bats, hit 264 with a 352 on base, 555 slugging, and 907 OPS, 22 home runs, and 50 RBIs. He's on pace to hit about 44 home runs in a full season, so he has that power still. Great defensive center fielder, great OPS, great player, since he's got to stay healthy. At number 41, I've got J.D. Martinez of the Boston Red Sox. You can say J.D. Martinez had a down year, but it wasn't really that bad. He still hit 286 with 349 on base, 518 slugging, 867 OPS, 28 home runs, and 99 RBIs. He still kind of helped the Boston Red Sox make it all the way to that ALCS, and he made them have that magical run. You can see they were bad in 2020, and they came back in 2021, and they were absolutely very good. At the number 40 spot, someone who is so overlooked, I got Brandon Woodruff of the Milwaukee Brewers. This guy's overlooked only because Corbin Burns had such a good season. But anyway, Brandon Woodruff had a year and a half. He went 9-10, and 10, don't let the record confuse you, but he had a 2.56 ERA, as well as a 0.965 whip. You're trying to tell me this guy's not one of the best pitchers in all of baseball? I mean, he was their ace, and then Corbin Burns just absolutely went off. And now you have like two of the be- one of the best combos of two players in all of the MLB. At the number 39 spot, I've got Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros. What a beast. Hit 277, 346 on base, 531 slugging, 877 OPS, 33 home runs, 104 RBI. He was absolutely the guy hitting home runs and absolutely, he was the one who raked. He got all the runs in for them this year. He was at that cleanup spot. You get all the RBIs there. Yard on Alvarez, well capable, great player. At the number 38 spot, I might take a little bit of heat for this one as well. I've got Manny Machado of the San Diego Padres. Manny Machado, he kind of hit a lot of singles this year, and so his slugging's a bit down. 278, 347, and 489 with an 836 OPS, 28 home runs, 108 RBIs. Elite glove. He's a gold glover. I mean, he, he's absolutely ridiculous with his glove. He's a huge dude. He hits for ridiculous power. He had the hardest hit ball all year, 119 miles an hour, I believe, against these boys up here. Manny Machado, sick player, absolutely disgusting, but I mean... A little bit of a down year just because his slugging, if his slugging was a little bit higher, I think he'd probably be a little bit higher on this list. Maybe even to 35 or so. At the number 37 spot. Oh, I'm doing it, guys. Tyler O'Neill of the St. Louis Cardinals has absolutely got me sold. What a year. He's a gold glover, first of all, along with 12 other people on that team. He had 286, 
352, 560, 912 OPS. As I said, the gold glove and 34 home runs with 80 RBI. I mean, this dude is literally making of a top five player up and coming, dude. Tyler O'Neill is a ridiculous player. Number 36, another one I'm probably going to take some heat for. I've got Francisco Lindor of the New York Mets. But Sam, how can you put this guy this low when he's had such a good career? You have a terrible season like this guy. This is what's going to happen. He had 230, 322, and 412, 734 OPS, 20 home runs, and 63 RBIs. That is definitely not the season that I think that Steve Cohen and the guys really wanted out of this guy. I mean, Steve Cohen opened up the bag to him, and then he absolutely, he underperformed. I mean, there's no excuse. He paid him so much money and he way underperformed number 35 spot another guy who could probably be a little bit higher i've got tay oscar hernandez tay oscar is a beast though by the way 296 346 and 524 870 ops 32 home runs and 116 rbi mash just like pretty much every other player on that toronto blue jays team which does not make any sense how they did not make it to the playoffs with all these great hitters on this team Number 34, we got Starling Marte of the New York Mets, formerly the A's and the Marlins. What a beast, by the way. I mean, this dude is absolutely ridiculous. He had 310, 383, and 458, 841 OPS, 12 home runs, 55 RBIs, as well as stealing 43 bags. If he played a full season, he probably would have broken the record. What's the record? 74? Like, it was ridiculous. Like, won every other game. It was absolutely ridiculous. Starling Marte. And number 33, I've got Rafi Big Scoop Stevens. Rafi can play, man, but he really needs to work on that defense because he is really atrocious out there. But Rafi, 279, 352, and 538, 890 OPS, 38 home runs, and 113 RBIs on the season, carrying this Boston Red Sox team because Xander Bogarts really did fall off after the halfway point of the season. And number 32, I've got Nick Castellanos with the Cincinnati Reds, a guy who should be paid this offseason. Castellanos, what a year. He had 309, 362, and 576, so really did not walk that much, 5% or so. 939 OPS, though. 34 home runs, 100 RBIs. This is a guy that any team would want in the outfield. He plays pretty much everywhere in the outfield, too. Number 31, another guy who I think might be criminally underrated. We got Bo Bichette of the Toronto Blue Jays. Overlooked 100%. Vlad Jr. and Marcus Simeon really overshadowed Bo Bichette's year, but he had a ridiculous year. Let's just look at the stats. 298, 343, and 484, so did not walk at all. 828 OPS, 29 home runs, and 102 RBIs. Bo Bichette, Teoscar Hernandez, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and Marcus Simeon. How did this team not make the playoffs? George Springer, Kevin Biggio when he was healthy. Like, dude, are you kidding me? And they literally had Robbie Ray and Hinjin Ryu. Like, how do you not make the playoffs with that team? That, that, that just does not make any sense. Number 30, I've got Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros. The right fielder maybe center fielder somewhere like that kyle tucker great year 294 359 so really did not walk much at all again 557 917 ops 30 home runs and 89 rbis on the season kyle tucker like that five hitter for this team mainstay brantley is getting up there in age center fielder is a big hole right now they trade away miles straw the infield is pretty set they can get a shortstop but they really do need an outfielder number 29 one of the biggest fallers we got christian yelich of the milwaukee brewers I know he just won an MVP like a couple of seasons ago, but let's look at the stats. Last year, by the way, he did not have a good year either. 248, 362, so he walked at an elite rate, by the way. 373 slugging, 735 OPS, 9 home runs, and 51 RBIs. Is this really what you want from a guy that you paid so much money for? At the number 28 spot, I've got Xander Bogarts of the Boston Red Sox. As we talked about earlier, he did fall off a little bit second half of the year. He still hit 295, 370, and 493 with the 863 OPS, 23 home runs, and 79 RBIs on the year. 
for Xander Bogart. Plays an elite glove at shortstop for them as well. Mainstay in this team for a while, even though he's getting up there in age. Number 27, we have Trevor Story of formerly the Colorado Rockies. Right now, he's just a free agent in the lockout. Trevor Story, dude, are you kidding me? Down year, you're saying he's going to be bad? This down year, if you will, let's look at the stats. Still hit 251, so eh. 329 on base percentage, 471 slugging, 800 OPS. When you can get to 800 OPS in your down year, you are filthy. 24 home runs and 74 RBIs and 20 bags. What a down year for Trevor Story. So terrible. Any team would have taken that pretty much for their shortstop. At the number 26 spot, we have Jose Altuve of the Houston Astros. Little engine that could. I mean, that guy, you could say he's a cheater, but dude, he's he's so good. He's so good, and he proved that he did not need the trash can. Man. He had 278, 350, and 489. 31 home runs, 83 RBIs. Now, 31 home runs, by the way. Are you kidding? Little engine that could hit 31 home runs. Five foot six. Tell me, man. I don't know. Number 25, my goodness. Austin Riley, what a year. Austin Riley, serious MVP candidate. I mean, what a year. 303, 367. So really did not walk too much at the end of it. A lot of people were saying, yeah, he walks a ton, but he really only walked 5% of the time. I think the first half of the season, he walked a lot more in the second half. Austin Riley, 531 slugging, 898 OPS, 33 home runs, and 107 RBI. Part of that elite infield that the Atlanta Braves had with their World Series winning team. Number 24, one brave to another, we go to Ozzy Albee. People say this guy's a hit machine. He really did not hit that high of an average. 259. 310 on base, so didn't really walk at all. 488 slugging, 799 OPS. So he was probably the worst of their infielders for this year, hitting-wise. 30 home runs, 106 RBIs. So the 106 freebies are ridiculous, yeah. 30 home runs, also ridiculous. He's also like 5'2". Number 23, I've got Walker Bueller of the Los Angeles Dodgers. What a year. Arguably the Cy Young winner. I mean, what a year. 16-4, 2.47 ERA, 0.968 whip. What a year for Walker Bueller. Great time. Kershaw was getting injured. Gonsolin got injured. Dustin May got injured. My gosh, that team had some injuries. And they're still like one of the best in the whole league. That's ridiculous. Number 22, another Dodger to another. We go to Cody Bellinger. Big dropper. I mean, I'm so disappointed in Cody Bellinger. 165 batting average, 240 on base percentage, 302 slugging, 542 OPS. He'll always have that elite glove. But let's be real. If you can't hit, you can't play. And to go along with that, he only had 10 home runs and 36 RBIs. He missed time, I know. But let's be real. 165, really. At number 21, the Houston Astros, Carlos Correa, the man who is going to get paid money. He had 279, 366, and 485, 850 OPS, 26 home runs, 92 RBIs. He got the platinum glove now. So best fielder in all of baseball. I mean, dude, great glove, above average bat. One Astro to another. Alex Bregman, third baseman for the Houston Astros. Here's why I think he's better. Yes, he also has a very good glove, but I do like Alex Bregman's ability to hit much more than I like Carlos Correa. Bregman hit 270, 355, and 422, 777 OPS, 12 home runs, and 55 RBIs. He was injured for a very long time so he did not have the numbers we all know but Alex Bregman is still an elite player at number 19 we have the Cy Young winner from the National League Corbin Burns Corbin Burns went 11 and 5 2.43 ERA 0 0.940 whip elite year dominant year probably top three pitcher in all of baseball right now Brandon Woodruff his teammate ridiculous this team is going to be very well off on the pitching side for a while number 18 one Cy Young winner to another 
Robbie Ray of formerly the Toronto Blue Jays and now the Seattle Mariners. With that being said, Robbie Ray, 13-7, 2.84 ERA, 1.045 whip, 248 strikeouts. One above Zach Wheeler for the MLB lead. <laughs> Number 17, another big faller, we got Mookie Betts. He didn't have a bad year, and he's still going to have one of the best gloves in everywhere. Still going to have one of the best gloves in all the league in that right field. Betts hit 264, 367, 487, 854 OPS, 23 home runs, 58 RBIs. Still was great, but I think that I've never been high on Mookie Betts. I think that he's always been a little slightly overrated. He's not bad. Still a top 20 player in the league, and after this year, probably about 17. And number 16, I do still have Garrett Cole. I mean, he had a little bit of a rough stretch, but toward the end of the year, he did about a little bit, but he was really strong otherwise. 16 and 8 with a 3.23 ERA, 1.059 whip. Garrett Cole, still one of the best pitchers in all of the league, and in this list, I believe I have him as number 2. Number 15, one Yankee to another, I've got Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees. Dude, I'm sold. This guy's elite. 287, 373, and 544 with a 916 OPS. 39 homers, 98 RBI. You just pay the man like the Yankees just need to pay him and they are set. At number 14, I have Matt Olson, first baseman of formerly, well not formerly, still in the Oakland Athletics. Expecting him to get traded at this point. If you want to hear me talk more about that, you can go to the Hardball Hangout podcast. Link's always in the description. Olsen hit 271, 371. So 10% walk rate. That was pretty good. 540 and a 911 OPS. And 39 home runs, 111 RBIs. So really similar numbers to Judge. The number 13 spot, we've got Jose Ramirez probably could be way higher on this list. Probably a top five player. It's kind of hard for like these top 10 really i really only knew what my top three was going to be and really otherwise they're so interchangeable with like the top 15 jose ramirez 266 355 538 893 ops 36 home runs 103 rbis and 27 stolen bases elite on the base pass elite with the glove elite with the bat on the worst team well not the worst team one of the worst teams in all of baseball at number 12 i have freddie freeman of the atlanta braves as i said interchangeable so he might be a little bit low freddie freeman at 300 393 503 and an 896 ops 31 home runs 83 rbis he really did have a slow start to this year and that's why you see some of his numbers being a little low like that 893 ops still not low still very very high but still at number 11, I have Marcus Simeon of the Texas Rangers, formerly of the Toronto Blue Jays. What a year for Marcus Simeon. I believe third in MVP voting. 265, 334, 538, 972 OPS. 45 homers, 105 RBIs. Those 45 homers, those are the mainstay of that season. He had a bet on himself contract just a one year with the Toronto Blue Jays, and boy, did he exceed expectations. At number 10, Maybe a little bit low. I've got Max Scherzer of formerly the Los Angeles Dodgers, now the New York Mets. I'm still so salty that they got him. Like, why would he choose them over the Phillies? But whatever. I, it's whatever. He went 15-4, and a 2.46 ERA, and an 8.64 whip. I still don't get how the Dodgers didn't make it to the World Series and crush everybody. Number nine, I've got Ronnie Acuna Jr. of the Atlanta Braves. What a beast. Oh, my gosh. 283, 394, 596, 990 OPS, 24 home runs, 52 RBIs, and he played like half a season. Number eight, we got Trey Turner. My gosh, the NL East has just got some guys on these top ten. Trey Turner, criminally underrated, could be a top five player in all of baseball. Fastest player in all of MLB, we already know that. Still hit 328, 375, so did not walk at all. 536, 911 OPS, 28 home runs and 77 RBIs. So we saw power from Trey Turner this year. That's ridiculous. At number seven, I see Jacob DeGrom of the New York Mets. If he had played a full season, he'd probably be the number one player in all of baseball right with that being said, 7-2, 1.08 ERA, 0.554 whip. I mean, he was on track to just have the most dominant season by any player, not just pitcher, player in MLB history. 
At number six, we have Mike Trout. He really did not play very much this year, but we've seen what he's done in the past. He's been like the number one player for so long in the MLB. You have to give him the nod. He still hit about 340. Still had about a 900 plus OPS. I mean, he was still elite. At number five, now this top five is very, very, very controversial. Oh my gosh. I've got Vlad Guerrero Jr. at number five. He's done it, okay? He had an absolutely crazy year. 311, 401, 601, 1002 OPS, 48 home runs, 11 RBIs. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is one of the best players in all of the league. Now, he's done it one season, and that's why I've got some of these guys ahead of him. Ahead of him. Starting off with someone who could probably interchange him with, I've got number four, Fernando Tatis Jr. of the San Diego Padres. Tatis hit 282, 364, and 611 slugging, second in all of baseball. 42 home runs, 97 RBIs. Nando is an absolute beast now his fielding is not great but he just makes electric plays all over the place he got so much swag he's going to bring the youth back in baseball number three maybe a bit controversial what about bryce harper dude won mvp come on give him the nod he had 309 429 615 which by the way 615 is the top slugging percentage in all of baseball 429 is the second highest on base percentage in all of baseball only to another guy who's going to be coming up here soon 1.034 ops is tops in all of baseball this year 35 home runs 84 rbis and he has an mvp in the bag earlier in his career he gets getting snubbed from everywhere the dude's elite Probably number three in all the league as of right now. He's so, so good. We have Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani, the most iconic season in all of baseball this year. But in reality, he's not my number one. Uh, he did fall off a little bit second half, but still elite numbers. 965 OPS, 46 home runs, 100 RBIs, as well as posting a 3.18 ERA. So he hit the likes of Bryce Harper, and he pitched to the likes of Shane Bieber. Put those two together, get the number two player in all baseball. Number one. Am I going to take heat for this? One of the rivals of the Phillies. I truly, truly think from the bottom of my heart that Juan Soto is the best player in all of baseball right now. Go by most valuable to your team. My gosh, Juan Soto. The Nationals might not have won a game if Juan Soto was not on their team. He had 313, 465 on base percentage. So one out of two times he's getting on base. 534 slugging. 999 OPS, 29 home runs, 95 RBIs. I mean, and he plays one of the best gloves in the whole league in right field. Juan Soto, he is so valuable to his team right now that he has to be the number one player in all baseball for me. That's a big long rant, 50 players, but I want to know what you guys think with your comments below. Make sure you do that. That being said, I hope you guys did enjoy. I please would so appreciate it if you subscribed and like as well as follow me on all my socials as we talked about before. See you guys in the next one. Peace out. Have a blessed one. <laughs>